Welcome to another Real Debaters production. I am your host, Michael Petro. Joining me and Mart Navarro on the show this week, we have two special guests, two debaters, two special guests. We have um, show friend, fantastic human, delightful conversationalist, Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek Podcast. Uh, half of the Sean Geek Podcast, the other half is uh, Brother Bear, Todd McGinnity. And then we have uh, musician, producer, genuinely lovely soul, uh, great guy, super funny, huge Food Network fan, by the way. Me and him, super huge Food Network fans. Um, Rusty Mattias from the likes of Imaginary Cities, uh, The Waking Eyes, and uh, The Sheepdogs as well. Uh, super fantastic, talented dude, uh, said yes to my invitation to doing an episode that is very near and dear to me that we've been kind of holding off on until we felt we were ready for it, which turned this episode into a longer one than we normally do, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, this episode is about putting together a soundtrack for your life, picking four moments, and soundtracking them like you would be in a movie, right? Like your intro music or like the romantic music in the background if there's a big romantic moment in your life that's happened that you want to talk about. So Martin, <clears throat> excuse me, Martin, Rusty, Sean, and myself all picked four moments, four songs. There is a playlist for this coming. Uh, once you, this has been up for about 24 hours, I think I will have the playlist out. If not, uh, follow us on our social media and you will uh, be updated about that. But we put together the playlist of all of our songs so you can listen to it in the background because obviously we couldn't listen to them on the show. You know, rights and all. People need deserve, not need, deserve to be paid for that kind of thing. And we don't have that kind of money. Uh, so that's what the show is about. We've got Actually, Sean's also a musician, so we got two musicians against two movie nerds comparing certain moments in their life with certain songs. Man, was this fucking fun. About the length of the episode. It's a two-part episode, so you're going to get two of us in the first half. We take a little break. Literally, we all go for a pee because we're like, fuck, this went long. And then you'll come back in a week or so. A week. Who are we kidding? And we will have episode two, part two of episode today. Of, of episode today, of the episode today. Where is my grammar? Anyway, so that's uh, that's something I wanted to point out. Uh, still doing the virtual living room thing. Uh, still in lockdown in Manitoba. So we, uh, yep, we're all on the Zoom again. The Zooms. Man, you can tell I'm older because I put the in front of shit. Anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, huge thing happened to me. If you, uh, if you haven't heard of us before and this is your first time uh go to our social media go to at real debaters on instagram r-e-e-l for all the spelling uh i got the chance to work for skip the dishes for a day and interview my muse the reason half the reason we got into podcasting i got to interview kevin smith so on our instagram page uh is the movies q a it's basically about movies coming to canada so if you're in the toronto area and you love kevin smith and you loved movies from his movies uh, Jane Silent Bob and uh, Clerks fame, then you can order uh, movies food from their pop up on Skip the Dishes on their app till December 9th, GTA. So, like Hamilton, Etobicoke, Newmarket, and Toronto, you have access to. They are not paying me to say this. I had a lot of fun, and there's they did not pay me to say this on the show. So, I just want to say a big shout out to Skip for hiring me. That was fucking solid of you. you made a little boy's dream come true. Happiest boy on the planet, as Martin would say that day. And uh, two, yeah, it was just super good time. If you know who Kevin Smith, if you don't know who Kevin Smith is, don't watch me first at all. That's a horrible way to be introduced to the man. So go Google him. If you know of him, then great. You'll maybe find this humorous. But I got an hour with the man. It's on our Instagram page. Just go to the story, uh, the uh, movies Q and A. Uh, if you want to follow the show, it's pretty easy. Like I said, our social media, Real Debaters, R E E L, for all the spelling. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to email the show, therealdebaters at gmail.com. And if you just want to make it easy on yourself, therealdebaters.ca. That's the website. That's where you can browse cast bios, shop merch, listen to the show. Uh, I'm going to be putting the Kevin Smith interview up on the site when I have a moment. Uh, day jobs suck. Podcasting is the dream. Anyways, uh, yeah. So therealdebaters.ca is where you can also follow all things us. I got nothing else for you. Thank you for your time, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Uh, Rusty and Sean are well. Rusty's now one of my favorite people. I I I was a, I adored his talent, but now I adore his his heart. And Sean is just such a good fucking guy. And well, Martin and me, we we, we you know the love goes way back. So a lot of fun, a lot of storytelling. 
I, I'll just shut it up. I'll cue the reel, and you enjoy the show. Screensaver and turn that off. <laughs> Fair fucking enough. Yes. All right. Right click was so forward to me. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another Real Debaters production. I'm your host, Michael Petro. Uh, on our show today, uh, we got a fucking cast for everybody. We got Martin Navarro. Martin, say hi from Vancouver. Hi from Vancouver. <laughs> we have Real Debaters friend and fan and super great human, Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek Podcast. Sean, say hello. Hello, all. <laughs> and our special guest. I should have asked you this beforehand, but it'll be better now. Rusty, <laughs> how do I say your last name properly? Uh, my name is Rusty Mattias. Rusty Mattias from the likes of Imaginary Cities, from the likes of the Waking Eyes. You've played with who else? Who else have you played with? Uh, the Sheepdogs and the Weaker Thans, uh, English Beat, uh, uh, lots of bands. Lots, lots of bands <laughs> for short periods of time. In sh- in uh, short, we brought on one of uh, my favorite musicians from Winnipeg, but. Um, a, a professional musician to help us along with a debate that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, the debate that we're going to get into today, we're going to skip the whole normal format of warming up and having a little mini conversation because there's a lot more context I want to get into with this show. So we're just going to kick right into it. And the debate today, and I, I feel it's not going to be a typical debate, Martin. I could be wrong about this. But yeah, you, know, I, you can't really shit on anyone's choices. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's their life, you know? <laughs> what I mean, like, you maybe you may suggest a better song that someone didn't know about. Yeah. That could be a thing, but I don't... Oh, I like that. I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm not going to be I'm not gonna be as hard in the paint on this show as I am in previous shows. So. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. Where it's except like, to Michael. Yeah, except to Michael. Yeah, I'm fine, Michael yeah. I will always, yeah, I'll yeah. always call him out. <laughs> R- rusty running theme be as hard as you want to me i'm the i'm the punching bag of the show so well wonderfully i kind of took all of the songs that everyone chose and i didn't put them beside a name i don't know who chose what except oh oh so you're so gonna be I, more surprised I, I was ripping on whichever one i thought was lame I don't know <laughs> <who chose> <laughs> okay perfect i love it i love it i love it so uh for everybody listening the point of today's debate this is this is one that's near and dear to me because i love live music and i love movies and i love when they're incorporated well together and we did a little mini opening credit scenario with this a few weeks back where we just talked about a great scene in a movie that was scored properly, like why it, it melded so well together. Previous to that, I'd been thinking, isn't it great if you could walk into a room and in your head only, one of your favorite songs was playing that just made you feel a little bit more badass or a little bit more sexy or whatever. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. What would be your song when you walk into a room? What's that song that you want playing when you walk into that room? Okay. Yes. All right, let's give everybody a second to think about that. And that is what we're going to do. I already gonna, know mine. I already uh, know yeah, mine. Totally. Okay, walk in intro music. We didn't even incorporate that, but that is fine. That will be the 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 cherry on on the Sunday, so to speak. That's so, a classic thing that people like a classic thought experiment yeah. that everyone loves. Eh? You would have thought. <laughs> I mean I song when you walk in the room. I didn't I even pick a scenario. I'm locked in, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew mine as soon as I said it. I'm oh like, yeah, of course. Well, yeah. You... Yeah, you suggested it. Of course yeah. you did. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I guess what to say. Guys, guys, guys. Mike, I guess, what would yours be? Let's start with you. No, I'm the only one who needs time. So let's start. Oh. <laughs> so let me let me end with with this. Just give me a sec. Oh, fuck. All right. I'll play along. Um, Off the top of my head. Oh, lordy, lordy. Um, Jumping Jack Flash, The Rolling Stones. Mm. Only because now, would you be jumping into the Mike room? Mike doesn't jump. No, I don't jump. <laughs> I don't jump. No, I don't even. I don't squat. I don't jump. I don't roll. I don't tumble. I walk, and at very best, two kilometers an hour. So, like, I I remember, and the reason I'm saying is because it's a really great intro music scene in the movie. But in Pirate Radio, when Rife Ifen's character is introduced onto the ship. 
that's the song that's playing and the camera angle is coming over top of the side of the ship. I don't know what side. I don't know if it's Porter Power Stern or whatever. But it's coming over. It's coming over the top of the ship, and it's coming down the side. And he's coming up on a boat, and the camera angle meets. And there's this big, huge hat with this huge fucking feather and jumping Jack Flash Starks. And I'm like, yeah, that you can't walk into a room and not have people want your autograph. At oh least. man, you described a, a great marriage of cinema and music there, eh? Right. Just the like, way you described that was the way I feel in. Uh, I think it's. Royal Tenenbaums, or what's the other one? So he's getting off the bus, and it's the I went out walking. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> star. And it's such a beautiful man. It just catches me every time in that movie, and I just that's a great moment in music. And sorry, I interrupted. No, no. <laughs> Rusty. Wait, is that yours? Yeah. No. Might that be yours? <laughs> yeah. Would that be? No. Would I that like be? that pick though. Yeah. That's, pretty, that's a good pick though. Yeah. All right, Martin, you go next because you're putting everybody on the hot seat before we start. What's yours? What's your walking music? Mine has always been Most Deaf, Miss Fat Booty. Because I just, <laughs> at this song, it just, every time I hear it, I just want to dance. And like, I don't know. It's, it's, they sample one of my favorite Aretha Franklin songs, which is One Step Ahead. Um, so that's the hook that they play throughout the whole thing. And it's, it's a great song. It just makes me, like, it makes me just want to get up and dance into a room every time I hear it. And like, I'm Filipino, so that Latin blood just always <laughs> wants to be in like kind of dancey kind of mood. So, yeah. can you describe nice. what your entrance would look like? Oh, I'd be like, it'd be like just, just yeah, I'd be, I'd be dancing, hands up, and be like, yo, what's up? You know, I, I'd be, I'd be moving to it. I'd be like doing the, you know, the hustle, be doing all the old school dances, all that right stuff. On. That's I awesome. was hoping you're gonna go for some '70s dance moves. Awesome. <laughs> I'm sitting in my apartment. I didn't, I didn't want to take up the headphones and dance for you. Like I'm not gonna finish that. Sentence. I didn't want to dance for you guys. No, wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. If all you have to do is take off the headphones, we can all watch. I command yeah, you to dance. We'll do it off. We'll do it off air, like they say on the podcast. Yeah, we'll do it just off air. Just, no, just, just. I'm not gonna send the video out, Martin. I'm Don't worry about it. I'm going to video this so I can put this on YouTube. I swear this won't it's be a clip. It's gonna go viral, and that's what I'm gonna be known for. Not my comedy career, but uh, <laughs> dancing. <laughs> oh my god, we could edit that and make it so funny too. That would be. All right, I'll. I'm. I'm. You. You have to end the show with some sort of booty shake. That's all. <laughs> that's all you can't put the song on because we don't have the rights but at I, least I just, you know sure. okay I'll yeah all right so uh sean what's your walk in music um this has always been the theme song i always wanted it's the song i've covered in every band i've been in but subaculture by the pixies oh uh, nice. uh just the groove of it the feel of it can you sing a bit of it um or like a, a bit of the melody the yeah so um, of it or something? Well, the, the main line in the song is, uh, oh, man. I should know. Yeah. I well, I know. I don't know that yeah. <laughs> I was all Bad dressed rusty. up in black. She was all dressed up in black. <laughs> I was wearing eyeliner. She was wearing eyeliner. <laughs> uh, it's just, and it's a Kim Deal just masterpiece in there. It's just all bass driven. Just cool as fuck. Yeah, because I'm not, and I just want to. <laughs> I'll have the black eyeliner on, like Michael, and I'll come yeah. into the room. Everyone will lower their sunglasses to look at who they're exactly. I'll be dressed entirely in black, yes. black leather pants, the person with no hair, and that's that's it. If you're walking into that music, you have to, like that song. You have to wear leather. It's got, you can't oh, yeah, wear any absolutely. other other fabric. It's leather or nothing. And be yeah. carrying it like you just woke up that way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. I look this way all the time. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, that's me for sure. Always been. Sean, you remind Favorite me. song of all time as well, so. Oh, cool. You, you remind me of the real-life version of Danny Tanner on Full House when he decides to be cool <laughs> and do the cover of The Who. And he's like, people try to put us down doing generation and he's dressed in the leather. Like that's the, that's the dichotomy <laughs> I'm getting right now. Like you're, you're such a good dad that if you did try to do that, that's what it would kind of look like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what, it's what I'm, like, that's the mental picture in my mind. It's a bit of the uncanny Valley where it's like, it's not really a rocker. I don't think. I think he's just a dad. But that's that's, yeah, that's that's the point of the song though is to make you feel that that cool. Did he buy that leather stuff? pants? I'm like, did he buy that or did he just, did he have that in his closet the whole time? Yeah. I just don't know. Did he buy it just for the show? 
<laughs> That's so funny. I'm just ripping. I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> so okay. Rusty, what, what do you got? Did, did you did you come up with anything? Well, yeah. I mean, I, my personal one would be Dilly by Band of Horses. It's not a song many people know, but it's kind of their most upbeat song, and it's really stupid and happy sounding, and it sounds like a kid's song, and I love that, and it always makes me feel like dancing. But <laughs> Similarly, I'd say that that's my variation on Fry from Futurama's favorite song, Walking on Sunshine. Oh. Which is the way I would love to feel about Dilly. But, but you sing it on key, though, right? Like, he sings it on the show off key <laughs> when he sings Walking on Sunshine. I'm not sure if he does. He just sings it completely, like, without, <laughs> without care. Low care, yeah. He sings it like nobody's watching. Fry's my favorite. Huge, huge Futurama fan, by the way. Huge Me Futurama too. fan. Yeah. My parka has a patch that says Planet Express on it. Oh, that's so sad. And everyone actually thinks I deliver things. People are just giving you boxes. <laughs> like, hey, I go know. into stores and people are wondering what I'm delivering. All the time. <laughs> oh, are you here for that pickup? Here, here here's yeah. the box. Oh. Here's my space bag. Your <laughs> 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 space box. We're going to the moon. <laughs> oh, Rusty, when, when we can go shopping again together, please take me with you. Yeah, gladly. <laughs> All right, so uh, we had a little warm up. I love that, Martin. Way to go! Way to way to think of, of that on the fly here, because uh, we we want. Mike, you fed it to me. You fed me I... a, uh, an underhand pitch, and I just hit it out of the park. That's, yeah, no, that's you, what I do. You pointed, you Babe Ruth that shit. I'm impressed. So there is no crying in baseball. <laughs> so that means there... I strike out more than I actually hit home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep track. Probably. <laughs> so all right, I'm I'm warmed up here. You guys are warmed up here. I think we were all ready before. I think we were ready at ten o'clock this morning. At least I was. So uh, I'm going to start with my four moments. So just for the and, – and, and this is so we can have some continuity here. I'm going to explain it. Martin's going to fill you in because we always know I forget shit. So the whole premise of the debate is to soundtrack your life. Take four moments. doesn't matter oh my what God, You just got are. so much clearer. Oh, really? What you did. Your vocals just got so much clearer. I... Did you, am I the only one who noticed? Yeah. No, I did. You did or you didn't? No, no, I did. Like it did – it just got better. It did, I don't know it did, yeah. How's that? Yeah, okay. Is that better? Oh, no, I don't know. That was back. Huh? Yeah, back <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. I'll shut up and just listen. <laughs> so I, I'm pulling up on my phone. I'm pulling up the list because I don't know what belongs to anybody, and I'm going to see if I can predict which one. Oh, nice. Oh, likes. that's right. I just sent it to you straight. I didn't send who had. Can you tell who's just, who's just what? Uh, oh, that's even better. I think. Okay, I, I I'm pretty sure I know which one's Rusty's is. I don't know Martin as well as Mike, but I'm going to guess it's this one. Okay, so. Can I go ahead and guess? No, just give me a sec here because I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the premise here so so everybody okay, at, yeah. at home can can play along if they really want to. So it was just four moments from your life, soundtrack them. Could be lyrical, could be scripted, could be scored. Didn't matter what it was. Just soundtrack four moments in your life. Explain why you picked that song, why it matches that moment in your life. Just like a movie. Sean, please guess who picked what. I'm excited for this. <laughs> Uh, and did you put them in chronological order as to where they would fit into your film? I don't remember. Okay. The no, I didn't. Stones, no. You can't always get what you want is your top one. Yep. That's my first one. Yep. 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 Okay. So that's the list. <laughs> I, I got the right list. I you picked, won! I, picked, I, I, I figured everybody out. Oh, my powers of deduction. I like that. Okay. That was quick. I appreciate that. Well done. All right. So I'll go first just to kind of set the tone and the pace here. Martin, did I forget anything? It was that that was pretty simple. No, right? that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, just four four songs, four events. They, they could be, they don't have to be original songs. They could be any songs. They could be from a soundtrack. They could be, you know, um, it doesn't have to be have lyrics in it. It could be anything. Perfect. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Script Continuity. We appreciate that. All right. So I'm going to go with my four moments here. Um, feel feel free to interject as it's going just for continuity's oh, sake. Will. Like if I'm... <laughs> we know you well, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. I know. I know. Um, it's my show. So for permission. <laughs> <laughs> it's my show. I take the punches. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with, yes, we'll start with exactly what Sean guessed. We'll start with, you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones. So it is no, it is no secret why and how this podcast started and it started basically with me trying to get into uh river river community college's greek on program and getting denied but it's not about the denial because that's too easy it's about the work that went into getting denied so it's 
I did a lot of montaging. I did a lot of uh, I did a lot a lot of casino, right, with a lot of different scenes added in, with different moments in my life. So this one is the one where it leads like six or seven months into uh, <laughs> into getting ready for it. So I went down to go get all the shit so that to make your own portfolio and to like you know submit it and all that crap. And I asked for. I don't know, like just a little bit of guidance. And then the guy was like, well, no, this is based on your creativity. And Q, you can't always get what you want. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because right at that moment, I had absolutely no fucking clue what to do in every single one of those assignments. Like looking back now, having gone through this journey and done all this stuff, right? Not to get up too like hashtaggy, but like it's been a journey. And and looking back now and, and looking at the shit I submitted, oh my god, I tried to do a movie review and I can't even remember what it was Can on. I interject? Yes, yes. <laughs> Please. Can we have like a real talk where we just review like, you know, maybe what you submitted? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. We totally I, I'm can. I'm so interested to know yes. what you submitted. One hundred percent. That's an actual episode right there. I yeah. think that's a full fledged episode. And like what this, movie did you this, review? <laughs> yeah we will totally we will you crack open the, the we'll crack open the portfolio on an episode one day and we will dig deep into that because i would i, I if i knew where it was right now i'd pull it out and start reading a shit but i have no idea where i put it on oh, scouts honor um but yeah, just from that point on like going through all of the like i had to take pictures and describe what they meant like there was just a bunch of uh, cool assignments they weren't not cool I really enjoyed trying to figure out how to do them, but they were just shit. And then I remember I walked around Red River like three or four times with it in my hand. Like, should I submit it? Should I not submit it? Like, is it ready? Is it not? Should I take, you know, another four hours? Blah, blah, blah. And this song would just be fading in and out at different parts of the chorus. Finally, to the point where I drop it in and then, you know, fade to black. And then it would just go three months later at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> and then I would open up an email and the email would slowly scroll down, and as it's scrolling, the ending of the song, you can't always get what you want, would start playing, and it would be right over top of where it was like, we would like to thank you for your submission. You're more than welcome to apply again next year. Blah, 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 blah. You'll need another $100. And I was like, fuck you. I'll start my own podcast. That's my first scene. So, and look at you now. And look at me I now. Think that that's, I think that's an awesome choice. Can't Always Get What You Want has so many great, like, I think cinematic soundtrack qualities to it, the way it like layers in at the beginning with these like vocals, these like choir vocals really yeah. gently in the background. Sounds like angels. Mm. It sounds like something happened and it's a new morning. And then when the guitar comes in and it's just the guitar strumming and it gives you that rhythm, that is so impactful. And it like, that is the moment when, you would get the letter in the mail, I'd say. It, so, I, I'm just uh, I knew, my two cents your way. Your, no, Rusty, your two cents. Thank you. That's the first time somebody's agreed with me in a long time. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you Martin, and fuck you, Sean. Thank you for patting awesome. my argument. I appreciate it. Um, okay. I wanna, I'll say, too, I like the Rolling Stones song. I was thinking, too, when you were describing that whole scene about, you know, work doing the work for the program to try to get in and then the result. I think what could be cool is, like, if you did like your own recording of let's say a violin version of just you can't always get what playing in the background yeah, slowly yeah on the world's lyrics. smallest maybe yeah, but, it's yeah. <laughs> but like very softly right background just there and then when you get the result then the rolling chime the rolling stone song and part then, is the score right martin yeah like, exactly part of the score throughout parts of the moment mm. every time that someone throws something back in your face yes exactly. i like that Damn yeah damn it yes I'm writing the right now <laughs> <laughs> the story of michael <laughs> Not, All right, not the John Travolta film. Either. So there's, <laughs> fuck off. Go on, go on, Mike. This is great. I'm enjoying this a lot. Actually. I knew this was gonna happen. This is the magic. All right, so hey, next hey, one. Well, hang on. Can, yeah. can I just add? Yeah, 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 here? yeah. I think having that, and at the end of the film, the bookend to that song is "Sympathy for the Devil." Oh where yes. That, <laughs> that horrible rejection in the beginning leads to you going, "Fuck you all." There you go. I'm here. You're Fuck. like the dude who quit chef school and then opened up his own three-star Michelin restaurant. You know that—that's yeah. what that—that that, that transition is. Yeah. Ooh, this feels less like a debate and more like a, a board meeting for a successful <laughs> soundtrack. <company. laughs> 
normally we do right. argue, but like like Martin said, like this was going to be more of a sharing circle slot. It's going to be. It's. I think it's really going to be based right. on who creates the most interesting marriage between the two. I don't think it's based on what's the best. I think it's just what what appeals to you. So here's my second uh, uh, choice for you guys. Um, I went with uh, Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Now, great song. Martin, great song uh, live, great song on the record, great song acoustically. Like that song transcends a lot. Like it, it just sounds beautiful no matter what. You can lyrically. play it on a, lyrically mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Martin knows that there's two there's two on my four that Martin has been a part of. So Martin will have some backstory on this. But um, the the line from Everlong, um, I, I wrote this down. I knew I was going to fuck it up. But uh, the only thing I'll ever ask you, you've got to promise not to stop when I say when that's that's the overarching line that I'm using for the scenario. And all it is, is I was working at a restaurant. We're, we're going to leave names out. <laughs> I was working at a restaurant in Winnipeg with Martin. Actually, we can say the name. We're just not going to say the person's name. So, yeah, you can say the name. Yeah, we were working yeah. at Don Pedro's. We were bartending together. It's probably one of the funnest. It was the best time of my life because it's when I met Martin. And um, where? Sorry. At Don Pedro's restaurant. Yeah. It's in the exchange. It was in the exchange district. Also known as the pink taco for a minute. That that kind of also was attached to to the restaurant, but it faded really quickly when you realized what a pink taco was. And I likely bought a drink from you at some point. I'm sure. Oh yeah. I probably slanged it. I probably served you one. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. No. I mean. So wait. So wait. So Martin, you were you were bartending. Bartending, and what was Michael doing? Bartending. Bartending and bartending serving as well. Okay, and gotcha. serving. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Girl worked there. Girl had a boyfriend. I started to develop an interest in said girl, but then when I found out who her boyfriend was, who was also somebody I knew, uh, I was like, this is not a good idea. She was having problems with her boyfriend. And uh, so She's then... She's not in the other room right now, right? That's no, she... I, the other one in the other... <laughs> we have a surprise for you, though, Mike. Yeah. Open your front door. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other one in the, the... one in the other room is the right one. Um, wow. so, <laughs> baseball nice. bat right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, whatever we we got involved, had a fling, right? Typical fling. She's with somebody else. Then she leaves that guy and then moves in with me and my two roommates, which is a super smart fucking idea. And I become the other guy. I become the emotional support. I become stupid and think that it's gonna go the right way. It's called uh, boyfriend number two. Yeah, basically boyfriend number two. Um, the long and the short of it is is that lyric that I'm talking about, you've got to promise not to stop when I say when. I should have said when long before it got as far as it did. So it's almost like using that song as a bitch slap, as a reminder, right? Like you're being a fucking moron as opposed to going along. Because most scenes go, most scenes and, and songs go along together. They tell the same story. Where I chose a song that was like... It, it's normal connotation is about romance, but in this way, it's about being used and abused and you should get the fuck out because she left and moved back in with the guy. And, and then I was left to ruin and went on a bender for, Oh, uh, probably four years. I think that was the start of a real big one. So that's whatever long means. Um, my third pick. Oh, the, wait. Oh, don't we get to rip that? Oh yes, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, you're right. Yep, yep. <laughs> Thank you, Rusty. Thank you. Rusty, Rusty knows all too well already. Yeah. He's, already he's listening. He's Rusty, listening. Go ahead, please, Rusty. Well, no, I, I actually don't want to rip it apart. No, I, do I it. I would say that if I had to conflate my ten most important records to me down to ten, that didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. it would be. Uh, it would cover in the shape by Foo Fighters would surely be in there. Really? Yes. One of the really? most Interesting. Perfectly produced records, front to back. I think that it branded just every song feels like it's meant to be on the album together every every second of every song sounds well thought out and that song is just bigger than like all of grunge to me i think mm. that, that song just floats above grunge in that in its emotional impact but also its energy like it rocks harder than other songs rock with angry sounding chords and it's got sad sounding chords and i think that's an achievement and, I, and that's why it's so special to me. I, I can't I love that song. It's <laughs> same it thing. Is. I love it too. I, you know what? I was actually. I'm not gonna go into it, but like I, this was gonna be one of the songs I was considering for my pick as well. Just yeah, as like, we, we, I, like I said, Mike and I hung out a lot. Like when we when we first started working in the restaurant. So like this is one of the songs. Like you know you listen to while you're working and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. No. We we, the, we he had a he had a CD in the car that would accompany us home. 
after many long <laughs> nights and we would be singing and blasting it. I and... love that that sentence can make somebody laugh. Like, <laughs> me too. I could say to somebody else, remember this drive and that CD? We yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> also will elicit laughter because <laughs> memories, sure. Well, two of the songs that he picked are on that CD. Yeah, totally. And uh, Sean, before I, before, would you like to, would you like to offer any critique on that? Or I can, I can, I can carry on. What would you like, sir? me yeah on everlong well, you didn't get to I, chime I, in th- my story with everlong is that um i'm i'm a musician and a family of musicians so but my wife is not musically inclined in any way shape or form so i always wanted to be able to share a stage with her because she's my best friend and all that sort of stuff but could never really do it so when the game rock band came out Aww. it was the closest i could ever get to it and that's the song that we always played together that's uh, awesome was singing and I was that's such a cool doing whatever other instrument, like the drums, bass, whatever. That's another thing about that song. Those drums are iconic. Oh, the drum every... fills in that song oh, are yeah. like, they're a and lesson. Yeah. You should teach them as drum lessons. Yes, like, absolutely. They're totally exercises. They're I, I personally hate Dave Grohl because he's so talented. They're so nice. <laughs> but yeah. And so Everyone's nice, yeah. Doing so doing good it, shit. It's not a true hatred. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, not being so cool. Yeah, I wanted I wanted yeah. to tell you guys but that's that's my story with that song. That's kind of that's the the me and the wife uh, around the rock band. That's lovely. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to tell that's you. Got. Um, Dave listens to the show, by the way. So, uh, great concert last week, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say, uh, can if I can interject yes. a little yeah. fighters moment for me. I got to meet Dave Grohl there in, in Winnipeg. Oh, uh, I was. I got brought there by Power 97 and needed a, a guest. And I was in the Waking Eyes at the time who they were playing. And I had somehow managed to go. It was great. And I totally jumped at the chance. And I gave them a Waking Eyes shirt. And then the next month or whatever, Waking Eyes were in Germany. And I got an email of Taylor Hawkins going on stage in Dallas with his Waking Eyes shirt. <laughs> and he cut the sleeves off. Him. <laughs> <laughs> That's I have cool. that picture Dude, printed out on like... What are those old printers? The dot matrix printer. Dot matrix. <laughs> that's amazing. That's fucking I have, yeah, yeah cool. Dave Grohl's. Dave Grohl's my my man crush. Dave Grohl's my Dave Grohl's my style icon. Dave Grohl's my man crush. Like I just like if there was, and it's it's it, it just comes from a sense of like that guy really fucking loves his craft, and it shows in his performance. Like that's like he he rocks like he's twenty. And, and again, did you see the recent SNL performance? Yes, I did. And the new song? What shame, are your thoughts on that? Shame, shame is they have a they have a thing where they can be different but not lose their fan base. And I thought it's great. It's, I think their new song's awesome. I I their their live version of it. I like the I I've heard the album version too. The album version's obviously more produced. It's got it, there's more to it. So the live version being introduced on SNL, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but then I heard it on power and was like, I love it. Like, I absolutely love it with the choir and the girls in the background. Like they're, they're, they're it just feels right for the time in the world. Too. Yeah, it does. There's way. not two fighters being serious for a sec. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. So no, I was, I'm happy. They have a new album. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy. I mean, we, we bought the concert that they had last weekend at the Roxy. He did a live, Concert. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. It was. I didn't know about it either. I heard about it the day of, and so he walked. Like, did, did they play a concert recently and sell tickets that you watch it in your home? Yeah, last Saturday. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah, I did. That's a thing people are doing now. Yeah, yeah, totally. What he a great idea. Ooh, yeah, my heart started racing. I can't wait to, to see what other bands are doing this. <laughs> yeah, they did it. So they did it at the Roxy in L.A., and uh, they uh, went right on stage. Like you just basically watched a live cam of the stage until they walked on. He didn't know they were recording, so he was like, "Yeah, when we start recording, uh, let me know. I have a, I want to do an entrance thing." No way! And then, and then the the sound guy's like, "We're recording." He's like, "Oh, okay, hang on." So he just grabs his guitar and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Foo Fighters." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's and... one wonderful thing that's happening through these strange times. Eh? It's like the, the curtains being drawn back behind all of these people who usually have teams of 100 people making them float onto perfection stage. Yes. You know what I mean? Totally. And now everyone's got dirty underwear, too. Famous. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody awesome. shits and wipes their ass just like us. Like, it's I a like, thing. I, I'm, I'm following a lot of videos right now where it's just 
this guy from that band and that girl from that band and and just they're all getting together like living room sessions they're, they're yeah called, yeah they're they're putting music out and it's a live performance with five or six different cameras this is great like uh mm-hmm. i'm a i'm following two minutes to midnight if you guys don't know that it's a it's a it's a web show that's a late night talk show but for metalheads and it is brilliant and they have the best guests on they got people from like mastodon and uh god everyone's this show is amazing i watch it every week it is amazing and they always do these collabs that are we wouldn't be getting that otherwise no Um, yeah no you're totally right one thing that's happened it's turned it's turned the perspective on creativity and and we've been forced to be creative in all these new ways and so new things are happening and especially with live performances when you can't pack a theater anymore how do you what do you do how do you do if your if your whole career is based on live performances so people are trying to be innovative with that now performances and, and movies too like yeah. I've obviously like all this shit on netflix now a lot of it is more theatrical i find uh like sh- movies are even being shot more theatrical i find yeah uh, maybe i'm going down a rabbit hole i shouldn't be going down no, no, no 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 i like i'm really appreciating like the talent and thought and creativity it takes to make something stand out in in this world as opposed to 10 months ago when everything was the way it was and you just threw a bunch of effects on something and then it was great. You know what I mean? I yeah, just feel no. like a lot more no, 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 has to go into something standing out right now. Totally agree. You you have a smaller toolbox. You have less things at your disposal. Yeah. You have the same amount of money, but you can't spend that money on things that you have a big studio for and, and all those things. So there is... Or you don't have the same amount of money. Yeah, or, you do, or you don't, yeah. And then you've really got to scrape together and... Like I follow shitty rigs on Instagram and it's just all the riggers from different movie departments and like when they don't have money and what oh, they cool. like all the shitty rigs they come up with for lighting and camera and grip and stuff. And there's some there are some ingenious fucking people out there when it comes to making a making a thing now with with no budget or, or even a big budget. Um, I will I will take us back into our 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 third song by me now which is inspired oh, yeah, by <laughs> yeah yeah i know right i know oh, this from... is a four-hour did episode. i stop you yeah yeah we might have a two-parter here ladies so and gentlemen by christmas yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah i hope you guys got water yeah so well <laughs> actually water. funny that you funny that you mentioned that martin because uh it's it's oil and water which is my Ooh. next topic by incubus and the reason i picked this and it's again it's anti to the scenario because this is another song that me and martin would sing together in his old honda coming home from one of our friends houses shout out to uh shout out to uh chris mitchell if he's do, do we even know if chris mitchell listens to us martin i don't know he's in china still i don't even know if they get the real debaters okay over there, probably so not I'm we're not sure. yeah we're not we're not <laughs> might be somewhere. censored over there I don't know. i'm I think it sure might be. we're censored over there so anyways we'd come home from his house and we would we'd, we'd be getting breakfast i'm just gonna say that and uh we'd be blaring oil and water by incubus and it's it's a great song because it transitions in and out of these slow moving portions into these big rock moments like it comes in and out in and out and and it almost is like oil and water where you're trying to mesh two different tempos and two different styles of music together in one song and that's what we were trying to do with our our day life and our night life because the way we were partying did not mix well with trying to have a normal nine to five life like we would sleep late we'd go out late we'd work late like that's what bartenders do but then like all of your friends are asleep and you know it's just you guys which is not a problem but it just reminds me of a time where like as much fun as we were having it's only at a portion in your life when you can have it and these were these were long-winded nights of bartending and so i'm i'm not i'm picking every night because this is how martin would cap off every night with me and me with him (laughs) Like it was, it was just a thing. So that's my that's my third pick. My final pick <clears throat> is at a portion where I was like twenty three, twenty four, and I had just moved out of living with somebody and didn't have a place to go. Moved in with my grandmother of all people. Eyeliner, nail polish, pink shoelaces. I was trying to be the epitome of punk in a time when I didn't even know who I was. Living in her basement, partying my ass off, having a really good time, but having no focus in life. So throughout this entire period, we have a montage again of like 
one night coming home super fucking wasted with eyeliner going down my face in a bathroom that's dated from the 1940s in a basement trying not to wake his grandmother jesus of suburbia kicks in and the full 12 minutes goes through a reverse of how i got to that moment how i'm in this shitty bathroom with eyeliner coming down my face fucked out of my tree and it pulls that whole 12 minutes is pulled with jesus of suburbia showcasing all of these moments that brought me to that moment in my life and then kind of switching and because at the end of jesus of suburbia in the music video um which is essentially a rock opera that whole entire album american idiot is is and what what what's what what is it rusty when you tell a story in an album i never remember the name yeah like a a concept album yeah or a rock yeah. opera or yeah whatever. okay perfect so i'm kind of close great tour by the way yeah the tour super awesome. super fucking oh, yeah. great tour i love that album that album was the great. green day american idiot tour was that was my first time seeing green day because my wife's a big fan and wow it was yeah, I didn't see I haven't seen them. I didn't see them there. I saw them in the nineties. I was not a Green Day fan, and then I saw them that day, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing missing these guys? Like they're phenomenal." I had never heard that song, and I was impressed for sure. It's oh, fun. And it, are we getting into ripping you a new one? Or yep, are you I'm done. I'm done. That's it. You can go. <laughs> I gave you two. Uh, you take. I'll, I'm I'm over the barrel. Uh, I've go, ahead, go ahead, Rusty. Okay. You have the floor. Yeah, well, first of all, I'd say Oil and Water, not the best Incubus song I've ever heard. Okay. Although I'm not a huge Incubus fan. Although I will say <laughs> that your description of them saying uh, it's not quite their style, and like, I was actually thinking this sounds like a producer came into the room and said, This band doesn't know how to write a song. We're going to fucking try to make it stand up like a house of cards. And then they <laughs> put out the song Oil and Water. And it sounds great. Like it does. It sounds like it's supposed to sound to me as if it's oil and water just there for a moment. Yeah. And only Incubus could pull that off, I think. I love the bass line in it too. It's a very rock vibe bass line. That I love that bass line on that. As much as I'm not a huge Incubus fan, that did make total sense to me the way you described it. Followed by the Green Day Jesus of Suburbia thing. It's not the song I thought it was. I love that they have a rock opera. It totally reminds me of Weezer's uh, Greatest Man That Ever Lived, which is their rock opera. Yeah. And it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it actually tells a pretty sincere story. And it's super Green Day right from like their first record. It sounds like they're, any one of those moments of that opera could be on their first record. Like They've never changed. They've always sounded the same. And I love Green Day for that reason. They're very reliable. I couldn't agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Martin? No, I, I agree. I, I <laughs> Good. Like, that album was amazing. I, I, I love Jesus of Suburbia. I it's, it's a long song, but it's one of those songs where I'm like, I don't want it to end, even though it's like, what, 12 minutes or something like that? It's yeah. like an extremely long song. Um, so yeah, I got like you might win this one, Mike. You might win this week. Who knows? <laughs> I have not shit on any of your picks yet. No, <laughs> there's a reason I'm being nice. It's because I'm not scared about losing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're arming ourselves now. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, Sean, you want to go? Because I'm going to pass this over to to. Uh... I'm I'm actually at the point where I'm actually making copious notes and. Um... I'm, I'm thinking of starting a, a new book next year. <laughs> I'm glad. My honestly, like the way you told your story, I want that to be a character in the book. Like, honestly, like the way you told it, there's a screenplay, right? in everything you just said there, I need you to tell, so Sean. go write it. Okay. It's all in my mind. I see. A, I was picturing it all. It was really yeah. well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give us money, Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Nobody, <laughs> this is all trademarked by the way. So nobody can take it. And anybody in this in the in this podcast is allowed to profit on it as long as I get ten percent. That's the deal. <laughs> All right, Martin. Uh, I would love to give you the floor to go next, so that we can move I this. Sean's along. second. I'm third. Oh yeah, you're right, Sean. I would love it if you uh, shut me up right. and went second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I did uh, list mine in uh, chronological order, to to some extent. So, um, fell on black days. The acoustic version by Chris Cornell. I'm sure everyone's heard this song a thousand times or a million times, and people might be sick of it, but um, I got a special spot for Chris Cornell. Always did. Um, so this period in my life, 
I've, I've, I've had some pretty dark moments in my life. Uh, so I'm not going to go into too much detail because it's a little too personal, but fell on black days was about meeting my first wife and realizing that it wasn't all pretty. It wasn't all awesome. Uh, I thought it was. And then realizing that I was married to someone with a mental illness and having to work through that for 10 years. Oh, okay. And basically, without saying too much, try to keep her alive. So every day was a struggle. Every day was hard. There was no sunshine. I was the only person capable of bringing the sunshine in and never being down. And emotionally, I was falling on black days, but I couldn't show that because the other person was so fragile. So it was all about just keeping things going, keeping her alive and helping her get better. That's all. That's that's it. no, dude, that's that's super. I know you're a super solid, dude. So that just makes even more sense as to why you would would do. And I get that. Like, you got to if you're with somebody, you got you got somebody has to be the rock. Right, not everybody. Like, you, you need that support somewhere, so that makes perfect sense. Good song just, though. Great song. Great um, fucking yeah. song. I was fortunate enough to just my story for Chris Cornell too. I was fortunate to see him when they did the reunion for Temple of the Dog, um, a few years back. Like you saw yeah, that? Yeah, it was, oh, I, I went with a buddy. Um, we went to L.A. and we saw it at the L.A. Forum. <sighs> Amazing. They covered War Pigs, which was dope. I'm um, very jealous. Yeah, very, very I love Chris Cornell. Good, good song pick. I that, that was a good pick, Sean. I He's... love that song. He's yeah. Like, I'll say that uh, uh, the the story the story you described there and the, and the song choices the song choice for it being Soundgarden sounds it's just like that sounds like a description of that song that story sounds like a description of those chords <laughs> and to to choose the acoustic version just makes it that much more intimate and personal and uh, good choice. I like I, uh, I listened. I was also with somebody who had a mental health issue or situation for 10 years who i had to and ended up splitting up with and uh it was also extremely difficult so I oh wow okay so yeah so you know exactly what i'm talking about well and it's and sean hard. i can i can attend i'm the one in our relationship who has mental health issues like I've, I've got them under lock and key now but i know what it's like to need somebody to be stronger than you when you don't have the faculties to do it for yourself. Like I was I was very reliant on Shauna for for a brief period a couple of years ago. And it was like the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing. Like you just don't see it fucking coming and it comes in such fucked up ways and you don't recognize yourself and then you need somebody to like to to be, you know, be the big arms and do the heavy lifting. So that's I I can sympathize with what it must have been like. Well, I can't, but you know what I'm saying. I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes you, know you need a good song. Yeah, pull you out of it like Black Days. <laughs> like I don't know if you listened to that song a lot while you were going through that, but uh, uh, those that was a, a way I was trying to choose some of my choices. I didn't end up choosing some of those, but uh, like there was a, I was going through some hard times, and that was going to be one of my choices, but I didn't. Uh, I was just wow. if you did choose this song based on like your listening to it because of that, or is it just uh, it, it, it just it was... relates. Uh, Chris Cornell and did the song get you through that time is what I'm asking. Uh, actually, the entire uh, catalog got me through that time, but that was the one that kind of stood out the most, I guess, for me. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, the I was hey. listening to the acoustic album of it this morning when you when because you said acoustic, obviously. So I was like, oh, I could listen to the the album version, but whatever. But it was his song, his songwriting or his storytelling album. Is that I don't know if that's the one you pulled. Yeah, it from. storyteller. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a good fucking album. Like yeah. listening to him talk, he was talking about it. He was like, I don't know when shit happens. I'm just there. It's like, who cares when it happens? We're here. It's happening now. That's all that matters. And I was like, man, you're fucking so-. like Chris Cornell. I, that it, I didn't listen to a lot of Soundgarden growing up. I got into them late. I wasn't around for the first, you know, iteration, but really getting into them later when he died, I was like, oh, this is, th- this is, this is a voice in music that snuffed out too soon. Yeah, yep. it was really powerful and pure. Yep. What's your second tune, Sean? Okay, so this is <laughs> so this is part two of uh, the second part of the part one, I guess, where um, 
so it's motion picture soundtrack by Radiohead. Um, it's the final track on, I can't remember what album it was now, but it was the final Good track. Day. Yeah, Good there day. you go. Yeah. yeah. And um, at the end of the album, it's, it's a musical departure of sorts for them. It was incredibly different. Uh, weird instrumentation. Everything was completely different. There was a chaos to that song. That uh, Almost no time signature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this signaled where I was at the end of that marriage where I was starting to question my own sanity, where I was second-guessing everything I was doing because things weren't improving. And I, I, I was trying to help her get better. So that was the cacophony that was in my head. Um, when I was writing music at that time, I couldn't, everything was disjointed, was totally off track, weird like time signatures and everything. I couldn't write anything. Oh. There's no anchor point in that song. And exactly. yet somehow it moves from chord to chord in this beautiful way. Yeah. But you don't really know when it's coming. It just suddenly, like you were saying about, you don't know how you're getting into these dark places. That song just gets you to the next place without realizing it's happening. It's great. Yeah. So it, it was my, it was, it was a transition. So the song is a transition to when I actually saw that moment of clarity and found a way out, but also found a way out while helping her at the same time. And it was like, it was the exit of that relationship, but also the making sure she was in a good place before oh, I exited. So that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Man, yeah, that, that is. Song, and like the lyric, I think you're crazy, baby, uh... in that song, which doesn't sound radio heady it doesn't sound like a well thought out lyric but so, the song is so well thought out that he earns that cliche and it's, that's what it's she told so me powerful. though that's what she was telling me i think you're crazy baby oh she's telling me oh wow as in maybe you're the one that's crazy and i was like and then you're like well <laughs> i feel that I feel you, man. yeah that's being gaslit holy shit i love i love how you describe the cacophony of your life and compare it to a, a very badly on purpose produced song to make a very beautiful sound. Like it is it, it like some beauty came out of this for you. You got some release, you left, you left on as good terms as you possibly could. And that's kind of what the song explains. But then the actual mechanics of the song are what's going on in your life, which is, no time signature, no anchor point like Rusty's saying, a lot of disarray, a lot of confusion, which a song shouldn't have, like, you need time signatures, you need fluidity, you need forward motion, you need timing, you need you need all these things to make a song sound great. And I reference, you need something to reference. Yeah. Like, yeah. why am I talking about this? But like, you know what I mean? Like you need all these things. <laughs> no, <here>. you're... <laughs> but like... I know you're, you're elucidating quite well, Michael. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm just, I'm out of my element, Donnie. So like, but I love that the song, it does feel like a warm blanket that leaves you yeah. not settled. I don't feel yeah. settled at yeah. the end of it. Yeah. It's like a warm blanket. Oh, yeah, I think it's a song that that's kind of falls out of their catalog that most people are not aware of. I find, but I think it should be you know more prominent. I also catalog. love that it's called motion picture soundtrack. Yeah, that's what I. Second <laughs> verse starts. Second verse starts with these very Disney esque harp and flute glisses. Yeah, and it's like it sounds like Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly like an old timey movie. Yeah, meets Radiohead. It's it's unsettling. Yeah, it's genius. Martin, you got um, uh, you got anything on that before we transition to his third? No, it's, I, all the picks have been solid so far. So I mean, it's just like I said, I, this is the show where I won't shit on anyone a lot because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard to. It's hard to. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to call you a big lose bag after you describe all those <laughs> really heart wrenching stories. Why are you? In, you're such an idiot for picking those songs, yeah. Sean. You have no yeah, fucking clue. Right, yeah. <laughs> Sean, let me tell you how to soundtrack your life. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, can we run to the next one then? Yeah, totally, totally. Keep this moving on. Okay, yeah. so the next song is uh, it's a song from a, a friend of mine, uh, Lee Filbert. Uh, was in a band called Volume and the Amazing Spider Band, a whole bunch of stuff like that. We actually had him on the show several months ago, um, and. Uh, I find that his songwriting, because he was the primary songwriter, is beautiful in a disjointed sort of way. Uh, not cool, not commercial, but you can't help but hum along. And this was my wife, 
my second wife, the wife I've been with for forever now, this was our wedding song and the quirkiness, the oddness of it. Um, if you listen to the, the, the structure of the verses in it, it it's, it's tumbling into itself. It's not cool. It's not, uh, it's not following the algorithm of what's catchy on modern radio. It's very, very different, which is what my relationship with my wife is. We're, we're buddies, we're best friends, we're cool with each other, but we are so not cool. <laughs> and we don't give a fuck, you know? And this it. song just personified our relationship as quirky and as odd as it is. And I will always drive her home and take her home and keep her safe. And she will always do the same for me. So that's oh. the pick of that song. I that, love it. I love it too, that it's Lee too. I know Lee and I love Lee as well. And, uh, and the song was great. Who's the band that uh, did the Juno soundtrack? This is the church and this is the people. Oh, this shit. Oh. Oh. oh, man. I can look um, that um, they're like they're like shitty on purpose and everyone loves it oh my god um i'm looking uh, it up moldy now. peaches that's who they are yes moldy uh, peaches yes so yes. this song reminds me is like moldy peaches doing sugar ray that's what it sounds like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yes. low quality yeah lo no fi. ego sugar yeah. ray <laughs> and i love it <laughs> i love the moldy peaches i almost put something from them on it uh on my soundtrack but it's probably my fifth or fifth or sixth song and i don't even mean to rip on them i'm just calling no. them like i see them uh, you know they're they're not like rip like ripping shred solos or anything yeah uh but uh yeah so this reminds me of that just sort of like a, a less shiny sugar ray and yeah. it's and it's more inviting and uh, endearing because of and, I, and i find i find there's a perfection in that imperfection of the song that's what makes it good and if you had someone who was Bono or, I don't know, Rod Stewart or something singing this song, it would suck. But yeah. because Lee is singing it with that earnestness. And it's very white. If uh, if anybody, like, he's, Lee's so white and it sounds white in all the, like, in all the, I guess, white ways. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it sounds like it doesn't have swagger. And yes, it, and yeah. it shouldn't, and that's why it sounds good. I guess <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I uh, I loved I loved it because when you when I I found it, I played it, and I was like, okay, this is not it's not something I expected from you at all. Knowing as little as I know about you, I know a little about what music you're into, and I was like, this is this is a surprise in that regard because um, I love I love people who love music. I don't. I don't really like the the genre types, you know, and then you stick your heart in the paint for punk. And I'm like, yeah, but you're missing jazz. <laughs> and if you're yeah, hard in the paint for, sure. for jazz, <clears throat> you're missing metal, right? Like so it's it's about what you like, it's not about liking genres. So that was a very pleasant surprise as just as, as your friend. Uh but second to that, <clears throat> it is very kooky and I feel that it is a great song for a love story and a great song for a backdrop of a love for somebody like it's it's very explanatory it's very it's intimate in a, in, it's kooky in an intimate way i guess and the way he's talking about who he's talking about and i i just I, I love that that's what makes relationships unique so using it in a in a marriage story well done sir also it's a great chord progression like it's a it's a it's a nice grown-up chord progression that doesn't that he obviously is a great musician Lee, oh yeah right yeah. like uh and so it's a sort of have that great musicianship being the foundation of this otherwise endearing lo-fi uh, delivery of a recording where he's somewhat rap singing over top yeah, of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> which a, is what a, I yeah. Which is what I by whiteness. Yeah, like yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Uh, which and I our, couldn't get away with. I could never get away with that. Uh, he does. Uh, the band that we were in, we used to cover that song, actually. And no one knew what it was. They thought it was ours. Like, no, this ain't mine. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. This. Yeah. Uh, Marty, you got any I, thoughts? I, yeah, I think... I just, what I liked about it and what I've noticed so far, and I know we're only halfway through uh, the amount of people, but um, I like that everyone's got like a struggle and then a, a hat, like coming out of that struggle. That's what I've noticed the pattern with both of your stories so far. And I like, you, Sean, you started off really like, you know, it was a hard time and it was very, you know, a lot of emotional stuff at the in the, the first two songs. And then I like that this third song kind of, I like the progression. It brings you out and this is kind of like, where the story starts to take a turn for the main character. Like, it's just like, it, it's similar to what a movie is. You know, you have yeah. the beginning, you have the struggle, and then you have, you know, eventually the redemption or coming out of the that. Hero's you know, the hero's journey. The, the light. Well, like a good movie, 
<laughs> an album should have a dynamic story arc as well. Uh, you know, some slow songs, some fast songs, some angry songs, some sad songs. And so, like, to have, yeah, you need conflict, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the sound bite of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do it. All right. You got one more. You got one more first, Sean? Yeah, I got one more. So uh, it's uh, For the Love of God by Steve Vai. Oh. Talk, talk about going all over the fucking <laughs> so, so this is a song that this is a song, Michael, when you were on the show that we talked that Todd and I were talking about how this is a song that my brother and I both listened to and bald listening to hmm. bald because it was beautiful, just pure beauty. It was a song that if it had lyrics, it would take away. Yep. If there was a vocal, it would take away. The song tells a story so succinctly without having a single word, and you can immerse yourself in it. This song is related to the time I shared the stage with my brother. Now, I always wanted to be in a band with my brother. He was the cool older brother that was in all the cool bands, but I was the guy that was always still learning music and, and, you know, not good enough to play with him, or that's what I thought. And I was in, lucky enough to be in a band with him and my dad. And we, there was one show that we played. It was one of our first like big, big shows. It was like 300 people there. It was like crazy. And we came out, the crowd was waiting for us. They were nuts. And uh, I, this, in this band, I was just the vocalist, but, I sang, I had my dad to my right, my brother to my left. And then when we started playing, the crowd went quiet because they were listening. And then they just listened intently until we got to, to the end of that song. And when that song ended, the crowd erupted. And it was, I felt like I transcended. I wasn't human anymore. I wasn't, it was like, I was like touched by God or some crazy shit and it was like yeah this is me you know not the outer shell that i am this music and performing and being able to connect to the crowd in such a way that's that's encapsulated in this song to me this is the beauty of being able to write a song perform it and bleed your emotions to the crowd and it was that moment of i'm really okay i'm a musician i'm a writer and this is it this wow, man. Is the beauty to be able to step outside of the song and know that the song is the important thing and not you and not your yeah perhaps is what you're saying like yeah no it wasn't us at all you on stage yeah. Yeah. it's something we all like collectively enjoy but to have my dad and my brother on each side of me was like surreal it was oh, like beautiful. dream come true that yeah. song is is so badass in its guitar playing oh. like it's it is, it's one, like, I can imagine when you're saying that you're playing it with your family, Sean, that when, like, you, I would imagine the first maybe eight to 12 bars, people are mingling, but when they realize that no lyrics are coming, then it slowly starts to set in that this is a musical performance and not so much a song, right? It's not, mm-hmm. like, it's a song by definition, but it's a performance of skill and time and practice and storytelling by using an instrument and flowing through your crescendos and, and, and going and, and just using sound to create perception. Like it's, 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 it's like a director's long take, right? It's strutting your stuff and not like, yes. Okay. You're playing an instrument. You're singing at the same time. That's super fucking hard. But now I'm just playing an instrument and showing you how good I am at one thing in comparison to doing one thing half and the other thing the other half, right? Like it's there's there's a like Did you a, play this song with your No family? God no. Oh god yeah, no. I was, I was no no it wasn't this song. No, no, it wasn't this song. Because if um, so Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was singing this song. <laughs> but um but I mean, that was probably my favorite moment live of all time. And we were doing a cover song because that's what we were doing at the time because that's the band I had with my dad and my brother. But um, it was it, it transcended. We had a moment very, very close to that in the last band that I was in with my brother. But that was all original material. And that was, you know, our own blood, sweat and tears that came out. 
And uh, we had a moment very, very, very similar to that on a, a very important song uh, that my brother and I wrote that was just, just beautiful. So, but that That's moment, just because my dad was there, it was just eh, a notch better. For me, I've I never heard that... this song before, so just thank you for that. Like that, yeah, it was. I this was the first time I've heard it, and I'm like, well, my whole time I was just like, my jaw was dropped, and I'm just like, this is crazy. So yeah, I was yell laughing in my kitchen. Just oh, I watched this live version with the symphony. Oh, I don't know if that's what I was supposed to watch, but it was no, that's a good version of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that artist is often. Um, underrated as a as a songwriter and as a feel musician he's just like exactly he's way more than that Mm -hmm. and that and that song is that's his epitome i think for honestly before this morning he was pigeonholed as a shredder forever in my brain until i saw that video and i'm like wow so much more than that (laughs) yeah that was my last one i fuck martin you were right you were very right this is not going to be easy. I did not write something that was like black and white. I wrote I wrote something with all the palettes of the ring. Oh, colors of the rainbow palette. Rainbows don't have palettes. <laughs> I have palettes at work. Anyways, uh, <laughs> enough of my comedy. Uh, we've reached our halfway point. So I would suggest to the audience, get up, stretch, move around, go grab yourself another cocktail. Because I've started to promote the show as something you should have a drink with while you're enjoying it. Because we're just that much. We're, we add to the, the to, to the enjoyment of booze so uh go get a snack go get a drink hopefully we're not the reason of the enjoyment of booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i, I promoting I, alcoholism yeah. <laughs> uh are we can we take a five or tenner or would you guys rather not no take a five or tenner go uh we can we can actually pause that's totally fine and then because uh, we'll just keep the sound going on the audio and uh, i just kind of pee a lot because i drink so much coffee and yeah. i would like to go pour some more coffee yeah and yeah. have a smoke <laughs> totally no dude totally i want to have one too so let's pause stand up stretch martin this is no big deal i got this it's yeah. very easy it's fine five we'll do five yeah five yeah do five. Edit it in easy anyways yep i'll pause oh, uh,